This is CliffCentral.com. Daniel Mosboka is a freelance journalist, advisor for Reporters Without Borders, and he spoke to us this morning in Berlin about uh, the controversial NetzDG, which is a, jo- a German law on data collecting. And he was chosen as one of the top 30 under 30 young journalists in Germany in 2016. He certainly taught us a lot of things this morning. What is NetzDG for South African audiences who might not understand it? The NetzDG is the German legislative approach to force social networks to delete content. And basically it says um, a social network like Facebook, like Twitter, like YouTube have to delete illegal content um, in a, as soon as possible, um, mostly between um, within 24 hours. And if they fail, they have to pay fines. Um, strategically, um, up to 50 million euros. Wow. Um, which is a lot, uh, which um, even uh, a giant like Facebook wants to avoid. <laughs> um, so, and yeah, the the discussion here in, in Germany very much deals with with the problem that this law gives a private company that wants to make money, that it gives uh, this private company an, an financial incentive, so to speak, to delete um, so um, there's a benefit, a financial benefit to delete content, mm-hmm. but there's on the other side no no right to appeal for users to say, hey, Facebook, this was wrong. Please review it again, for example. So this is obviously being used by other countries as a template because all governments all over the world are trying to find ways to develop regulatory frameworks for social media. Um, has it been taken up as is, by any other countries? Are there countries that are copying it, making their own fine adjustments to it? Yes. Uh, so we saw um, only a few weeks after it passed the German uh, parliament that it was copied by Russia. Um, it is Russia. now... Russia. <laughs> yes. Russia, um, the father of fake news. <laughs> um, it is copied by... Um, the Philippines, um, as okay. I know. So this approach uh, is really like copied more and more, like uh, pushing the the social networks uh, in the position that they have to judge, is it correct or not? Um, and if they, st- if they fail um, systematically, they have to, they have to pay. Um, the problem is not so much, I think, the fact that a state wants to, do something about hate speech because we have illegal content mm-hmm. and, and, and state has to also create a framework in which people are willing to, to share their knowledge and to share their, their words. And in, in a, I would say in an, in an atmosphere where it's only illegal content, you don't feel comfortable in, in, in sure. talking. So I think there is a, there's a need for states to do something. Um, but the problem is that these processes we're implementing here are completely private. Um, and the question whether something is illegal or not has always been a question uh, for, for judges, for example, mm-hmm. so for an independent force. And we don't have independent bodies in these systems. So it's completely a privatization of the whole thing um, with the financial benefit to delete um, and this is, I think, from a freedom of expression uh, perspective, a bad development because it's not balancing enough. 
You did say something interesting, and this, this touches on a lot of the things that we've dealt with in South Africa after the last while. Um, there is a, a, a difference between things that are illegal content and things that are just hate. Yes. So what we saw, though, one part of the, of the law are... Hate is not illegal. Hate is not illegal, yeah. We, we know now a bit more about the law and about the consequences of the law. So the first so-called transparency reports were published a few weeks ago here in Germany. And we know now, okay, how many uh, postings on Facebook were reported and how many were deleted. Mm -hmm. And for example, for Twitter, uh, more than 260,000 tweets were reported as um, being illegal, but only 11% uh, uh, of, of these 260,000 were deleted, um, which uh, shows us that a lot of people have the feeling, and I all, personally, I also have this feeling sometimes, oh, what is this discourse being so rude and being so aggressive? Mm. And it, it's not okay that people say this, but we have to say, yes, it is. Uh, in many, many ways, it is allowed um, to say something, and hate is not a crime. Um, so I think this law and the consequences of the law shows us very much that the atmosphere of the online conversation and the the aggressive style, so to speak, of the of the of the online environment cannot be uh, fought um, by by crimes or by by, by criminal law only. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, because it, it it is deeper, like it is like yeah, it is a mixture of of so many things, and and states do at the moment this what they already have a criminal code system, and they try to implement it in this new environment. Yeah, I'm I'm also curious about the differences that you picked up between Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter when it comes to the number of reported posts and the number that were actually taken down. Yeah, we saw that um, for Twitter and YouTube, um, there were, based on the NetsDG, around about 260,000 postings uh, reported. And on Facebook, it were not even 2,000. Hmm. Um, Why is that? It's because all the, all the, um, the, the first reason for this um, difference is that Facebook makes it very hard for users to um, to report on base of the Nets DG, it's very easy to to say. I Community think standards. Yeah, I think. Uh, hey, Facebook. I think this this content um, is against your community standards. Please delete it. Um, but it's very hard to say it's it's against the Nets DG. Mm -hmm. um, this is much easier on on YouTube and and Twitter. They they only have to say, yeah, I think it's against the Nets DG, um, which. Which uh, explains uh, why why the numbers are so different, mm, but from for all the three services, it's important, and this leads us, I think, to the most important question. Um, all the platforms um, said we first make a decision based on our community standards, mm -hmm. and our community standards um, allow us to delete um, legal content. So um, people always think that they have a right, a human right, so to speak, to, to say something on Facebook. That's not the case. It's a private company. In accepting the terms of service, I also accept the community standards. And the community standards can say it's not allowed to publish pictures 
that contain nudity. Mm -hmm. um, although it, it would be legal in that country. Yeah, I mean, in, uh, in the park yesterday, we saw lots of people lying around naked. <laughs> that wouldn't be acceptable on Facebook. Um, yeah, the likeliness that, that they deleted um, is high. Um, and this brings us to the and but the the companies now use the use the community standards to so to speak delete all the gray to be right. absolutely sure that there's no illegal content anymore so that they don't have to pay mm -hmm. uh, and this is the this shows us why mm -hmm. there there's a need to to independent oversight like it's not that that I don't say Facebook has no obligation to to do something against hate speech at all They can enforce their their community standards, but these community standards needs needs to be in line with freedom of expression, and there needs to be independent ways for people to say no. I think you were wrong, and then it needs to be checked and double checked by an independent authority. This is where we should go, mm -hmm. um, and I, I I also see political discussions moving to the to this, but this leads us to to questions that are so big where we don't have the political institutions for. So mm -hmm. it, it, it would say people have a human right to to say something on Facebook would would, would mean in the end to to change the legal the legal definition position and the legal yeah. definition Facebook has in a private company to a private company that also is kind of a private good. And I don't see any political institution in the globe um, that has the power to force Facebook in this, in this direction. I don't just don't see it. And this is the core problem. And I, sadly, I don't have an answer to that. And I think nobody has because <laughs> it is implausible that, that we will have soon in a political institution on a global scale that has the power that these economic services have. And this is so that the trend, uh, globally is, is more going more again to a, to a national thing, not, um, cooperation is, is the, thing of these days but like national um national thinking so to speak and this is um i think this is exactly the the wrong direction where we're going at the moment we need more cooperation but we have less hmm. thank you daniel thank you very much this is cliffcentral.com